Welcome to the Art of Unraveling podcast. My name is Erin McGuire, and I'm an empowerment coach and guide here to empower you into feeling completely worthy of a business and life that you love. This podcast is the place to learn how to unravel anything keeping you from that abundant, beautiful life that you so deserve. Nothing is off limits here as we navigate life through psychology, science, and spirit. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the Art of Unraveling podcast. Today, we are going to talk about one of my favorite self-sabotaging habits, perfectionism. Oh, yes. You know. You know you've got a little bit of that in you. You know that, ah, don't we all? Don't we all? I know I certainly do. And after diving into it a bit more, I realized just how much it is having an effect on my life, possibly my, not possibly, most definitely my health, my exhaustion levels. As you know, if you're, if you've been around here, you know, I struggle with fatigue at times. It comes and goes, but yeah. So anyway, let's dive in. So there are two different types of perfectionism. Let's first define perfectionism just in general. And that is where we're basing our self-worth almost exclusively on how well these sets of standards and expectations that we're setting for ourselves are being met. Let me say that again. We're basing our self-worth almost exclusively on how well the standards and expectations we're holding for ourselves are being met. We're striving for very demanding standards that are self-imposed and relentlessly pursued, despite this causing problems. This type of perfectionism comes from unprocessed or repeated traumatic events that produced maladaptive coping mechanisms as an attempt to control oneself, one's environment, and or gain approval or feel safe. And once again, if you've been around here at all, and if you haven't, go back and listen to some of the other podcasts. We have lots of podcasts on trauma. If you've been around here, though, you know we talk about trauma in here and that all of these self-sabotaging behaviors and patterns that we have come from trauma, most likely childhood trauma. And remember that I have to say this a million times. I'm going to say it again. Trauma does not have to be physical abuse, sexual abuse, a war. It can be things that we don't often put in the category of trauma, which could be a parent that worked all the time. And as a child, you felt like they didn't care about you, like you weren't lovable because they weren't showering you with attention because they were so focused on their work. On the outside, that doesn't necessarily look bad, but the child ends up creating a story because as children, we're just wired for love and connection from our primary caregivers. And when we don't receive that, we don't have rational brains when we're children. We can't say, oh, dad is just working a lot because he's trying to provide for me. We instead go, dad works a lot. He doesn't want to be around me. It's because I'm unlovable. And this isn't to say that kids are stupid or oh my gosh, I wish I would have been smarter when I was a child. I'm laughing because 
we have to bring lightness to this. There is nothing you could have done differently, right? Your brain just is so wired for love and connection, literally to survive, that when those needs aren't met to the extent that you personally needed them to be, and also if you're a highly sensitive person, like take all of this times five or 10, then again, as a child, you wire yourself for a story that says, I get, I only get love and connection if we're talking about perfectionism, for instance, I only get love and connection if I do things well, if I show up a certain way, if I get really good grades, if I do well in sports or whatever the story is, okay? So maybe dad always came to your track show, track meets, but he worked a lot. So you didn't really see him any of the other time. So you really felt this pressure to, and you put this pressure on yourself to really show up athletically. This is just an example. I feel like this is hitting home for some of you, though, and you'll know how it works in your own world. Okay. So there's two different kinds of perfectionism. There's maladaptive and there's adaptive. Maladaptive is the the crappy kind that most of us have. Okay. And that means mistakes are unacceptable. There's a lacking in personal worthiness. There's a big fear of failure. There's a lot of doubt about yourself and your lives and a tendency to be really self-critical, putting a lot of pressure and stress on self. Like I need to be as close to perfect in order to survive. That's the underlying current of perfectionism. Again, as I just explained, as a child, you're wired for that love and connection and your brain literally thinks you're going to die if you don't get it. So it's going to do whatever it can usually not the most healthy things, but whatever is the quickest thing that gets that need met, it's going to do that. So this is how we wire ourselves for becoming perfectionists. If you do struggle with maladaptive perfectionism, you can work into being more adaptive, more adaptive perfectionism by, you know, changing the narrative. So you can still work to improve your skills. And to tell yourself, though, that it's okay to make mistakes, to tell yourself that you can learn from those mistakes instead of putting the pressure on yourself. There's forgiveness that comes into play in adaptive perfectionism, dehumanizing yourself. So remembering I'm a human. I'm doing the best I can. I'm not superhuman. I'm not superwoman or superman. I can't do everything and be everything for everyone. That's physically impossible. And to just really look at the areas of your life, like what I would do if I were you this week is to sit down and really take inventory of where you're putting high standards and high expectations on yourself. Where in your life do you do that? Is it in your career? There's seven main areas of life, your career, your finances, your relationships, your emotional well-being, your physical health, mental health, emotional. So think about those seven areas of life and where you're putting pressure and or have very high standards, high expectations for yourself. And just do kind of a big brain dump and just see, where am I doing this? So underneath perfectionism, we're trying to avoid, uh, underneath maladaptive perfectionism, we're trying to avoid some of these core trauma wounds, like being abandoned, being shamed, 
being feeling that feeling of not being love lovable, not being good enough, feeling unworthy, feeling like you're helpless, powerless, or out of control, feeling unsafe, feeling unimportant and like you don't matter, and feeling bad. So nothing that's very fun, to say the least. So let's go into quickly some details of what it's like, what you are dealing with, your attributes and symptoms if you have maladaptive perfectionism. When I went through this list, I was like, oh my goodness. Being overly focused on details, magnifying mistakes and minimizing success. This is a big one. Mistakes are, you just focus on all the mistakes. You're not seeing any of the successes and you're not celebrating yourself. You just, it's like, oh, I didn't make that one huge goal I set for myself. I'm a terrible person kind of a thing. Being terrified of being out of control or trying to control everything around you and other people around you. Feeling constantly overwhelmed. Feeling constantly under pressure. Overthinking and self-doubt ruminating about conversations, beating yourself up, what sh- what you should have said or done differently, procrastination and self-sabotage and the avoidance state, taking on too much responsibility of others and for others, also feeling like you're responsible for their feelings, which is impossible to be responsible for anybody else's feelings, but feeling like you need to be responsible for their feelings feeling resentful or impatient in your relationships from putting a lot of pressure on yourself to show up a certain way in relationships and then getting pissed off when others don't show up the same way. Rigidity in your expectations of others because you put such high expectations on yourself, you have high expectations of others. Excess of people-pleasing, feeling afraid of or unworthy of receiving, actively or excessively minimizing your own accomplishments and excessive guilt or shame for making mistakes. So again, this probably sounds like a lot, feels like a lot, and I totally get that. I, again, highly recommend you do this brain dump. Where in my life am I putting these high standards, these high pressure, these high expectations on myself, and where can I let that pressure valve go a little bit? When you're doing that, you're dehumanizing yourself. Where can I humanize myself more? So do that brain dump, see those areas and those places where you're doing this, and then create a set of mantras that you're speaking to yourself in a way that is humanizing yourself. I'm doing the best I can. I'm only human. I'm doing what I can do in this situation. I can't be all things for all people. I have to include my well-being in this situation. Otherwise, and in all situations, Every single day, we have to think about our well-being or I won't be able to show up for the people in my life at all. I'll be burnt out. I'll be in the hospital, whatever. So we have to give the subconscious that's holding on so strongly to these reasons why you need to be a perfectionist, right? For safety, for survival, to feel loved. Those are deep subconscious wounds, This isn't just we snap our fingers and this stuff goes away or I say a few positive mantras and this goes away. I'm giving you mantras, but the point is, is that you're working on this in a continuous manner and with a discipline, you know, like try it for 21 days. Just you don't have to do the brain dump every day, but really talking to yourself, 
noticing these places where you put pressure and and starting to humanize, humanize yourself. You can lastly place a hand on your heart and just speak lovingly to that little child inside that is holding this pain of feeling unlovable. And if you want any support with this, obviously you know where to find me. We just covered perfectionism and the different ways we get in the way of our own confidence in my Empowered Empath slash women program. And if you want to get that, it will include this month, which is going deep dive into perfectionism and clearing on an energetic level the subconscious beliefs that you may be holding that I mentioned. So if you want more information on that, I do have a special right now. uh, And it's the last time to get this program live. So there's two months left that are live. And I'd love to have you join me. You can message me at the sensitive CEO on Instagram or Facebook or the sensitive CEO at gmail.com. Thank you so much for being here as always. I'm not always the bearer of great news. I'm the bearer of here's the reason why you do these things and let's give you some tools to fix it. I hope that's how you see this and that it inspires you that you can change these patterns, that you can heal that it doesn't have to be this weighed down, heavy thing that you have to deal with for the rest of your life, that it's just a pattern that you picked up in childhood and you can rewire it. So thank you so much for being here and I hope to see you again soon. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you liked this episode, make sure you subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. If you would like to connect with me more, you can find my website, my services, and my social media links all in the description of this episode. Remember, you are a beautiful and divine and powerful being, and it's time to own it.